0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, And I'm your host, Jason Glick. Uh, good evening, Jason. Hey, John. John, you sound like you're at death's door right about uh, now. Uh, yeah, if I left work for an honest-to-goodness reason, like I was sick today, it's because I was. <laughs> I, I, I would happily <laughs> have left work for any other reason, but today it was this. So... <laughs> What, what gotcha. do you have this week for oh. us? Well, you see, it's funny that you're at Death's Door because because um, this week's pick is all about the fight against life. Oh, cool! Yes, you see, this. You see, after, after I've talked previously about that uh, some Marvel's causing events like on like Annihilation, War, and Realm of Kings. Now I've got the latest installment in that saga, the Thanos Imperative. Okay, now long story short is that. That the Thanos Imperative is a huge continuity nightmare for people who aren't familiar with, or haven't been keeping up with, on Dan Dan Abden and Andy Landings' um, take on Marvel's cosmic series. Now, uh, the thing is, though, but Tower, those of us who have been reading it, well, said with a smug air of superiority, but it's kind of like you know me proclaiming myself the tallest midget in town. It's still a pretty entertaining read, mainly for the fact that it successfully um, gives you like a huge epic. um, Cosmic, cosmic battle. Like where the, basically you feel the stakes of the universe, or the fate of the universe is at stake here, and it and does a good job of selling that as well as the um, nature of the threat itself. Now, said threat basically involves the uh, like the, the encroachment of of a parallel dimension known as the Cancerverse. Now, as I've mentioned before, this is this Cancerverse is basically the uh, basically like imagine like the Marvel universe reimagined by H.P. Lovecraft. So you got all sorts of like um, nasty tentacle demons crawling around the place, um, lots of like un- Marvel heroes, familiar Marvel heroes, heroes transformed into, into abominable horrors, and it's like and, and just like and also just like all sorts of other other crazy scary shit going on too. It's nasty, it's bad, and it's filled this universe to the, to the brim. So now they want our universe. Standing in standing in in, in their way is. It's Peter Quill, Peter Quill, also known as Star Lord's um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like um, Nova, and it's like and a whole host of like every the who's who of Marvel's caught co- like um, co- cosmic community. You got the got the Kree, the Shi'ar, um, Galactus, It's like all the um, Universal Abstracts, fun, fun stuff like like fun big stuff like these these guys. Now, thing is, well. Well, uh, like, well, Glactus, Glactus, Kree, and the Shi are mainly there for show because, like, they've been they've been involved in this, in this stuff on the periphery. This is bas- This is basically um, no- this is basically Nova, Nova, and Star Lord show because, well, cause Peter Quill is at the end of Last One of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We witnessed the rebirth of Thanos. Now he, now he's be- The Avatar of Death is back, and um, and he's basically now now. In a- and he's like, and he's crazy, and, cra- and he's crazed out of, his, out of his mind when we first meet him. Of course, the thing is, though, since he's the avatar of death, um, Peter figures that, hey, you know what? If we're gonna getting the avatar, we got the avatar of death. We've got a universe where deathless killed. Hmm, what do we do from here? So he, so he, along with with Rocket Rocket Raccoon, Gamora, Drax, second Star and Star Lord, go into the go into the camp- to drop. Draw- to um, drop Thanos there and make him, and have him be someone else's problem. Now, and then you've got Nova leading the fight on on our side. To see as he, uh, as the enemies, as the villains in the Cancerverse make make their play to, to find our universe's avatar of death, which you know, is now on their side, and um, and um, claim claim this universe as as their own. Now, as I said, the book's strengths lie in it's like it's huge galaxy spanning, um, like. Galaxy-spanning premise. It gives you—you've got a great, great big cosmic threat that's like great, huge, huge stakes, and it's and it's, like, and, it's and it's very, very epically realized thanks to like uh, art from um, Brad Walker, who handles the uh, initial chapter on the um, ignition, as where we see like billions of lives sacrificed in an instant, and on the panel, um, in order to um launch the cancerverse invasion. As well, see, and then you've got um, see Miguel Sepulveda, who handles the main like the main miniseries and and its epilogue. He got it's like man's tasked with um, creating evil versions of some Marvel's most recognizable heroes, showing you showing you like a cosmic like cosmic battle like from many from many different angles. And he handles man handles it well. The guys, this is the first um, first I've seen of this guy, and he's clearly. He's clearly got talent. He's good. I can see him moving on to big, bigger, and like bigger and more high-profile things from the like from the series. Now, thing is, um, the, the other disadvantage. Now, one of the disadvantages of this series has like you know, being so continuity heavy is that it assumes assumes like familiarity with all the characters. Now, so to that end, there aren't really a whole lot of like you know. This series is, is really big on incident, you know, like seeing one of the abstracts being burst open by a tentacle monster. I'm um, show, showing um, Nova, the Silver Surfer, Beta Ray Bill, Gladiator, and Quasar. Um, taking the like I'm taking the fight big time to, to like to the enemy starship. That like so it's big on like you know a big fanboy rah rah type stuff, and that's yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's like it's I can't can't fault it for that, but. It also means that there's like a real dearth of care of re- any real like um, character characterization or character moments here. I mean, there's some there's not, there's lots of fun fun dialogue that's usually coming from Rocket Raccoon, who always knows the right the right line to interject to keep things from getting too serious or just when the series is getting just like you know you know too it's like like too involved in its own own mythos. But just like I said, this is a book you're reading just like for the spectacle, not for it's like not for the. Uh, it's like for like the rich, rich, detailed character studies it it portrays. Um, so in that sense, it's kind of like the it's it akin to the dinner full of Snickers um, that that i um, um, Blackest Night was. Now, now the other, now I will say I do like a lot of the, a lot of the little clever things that, that Abnett-Lanning do with this. First and foremost being the origin of the Cancerverse, which has a really clever twist on. It's like on the uh, on the death of one of Marvel's uh, most notable heroes, Captain Marvel. Um, it's 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 quite inspired, and I like and it's nice. It's like a nice, nice origin story for this universe. But the, th- the thing is, um, these enemies are just like so thoroughly one dimensional. I mean, they're evil, capital no capital E V I L, evil. I mean, they've got all sorts. They got that that creepy look to them. They got upside down pentagrams on them. They they also speak in like the and um Lovecrafty and Um Cthulhu speaking times like um shutting out or just like other crazy uh crazy Cthulhu esque nonsense. So basically like these are people are bad, bad, bad um evil villains. And you know that you know it's like I understand like yeah, there's I'd like to say there's nothing wrong with that, but really it's like yeah, I know that they're bad guys. Our, our heroes have to um like Like whip up a lot of causing beat down to kill them, but you know it's like I just kind of wish that there was that we actually had you know, there's just more to them, you know, like we actually understand like yeah it's like they, it's it's an interesting premise, you know, like this their universe being founded on the fact that death was killed, and uh, now they this is one where life reigns supreme. Now I kind of would like to just like gotten more like more of that, like understand like more like why do they turn like. Why do they turn out this way? Like, I know it's because they say the many angled ones extended their kathonic reach to them, but no, really. It's like I just want to say, like, how, like, I mean, like how did these people, like, these familiar Marvel heroes, like, turn it turn out so bad? I just, I want more. In fact, well, the series is basically um eight issues long, six issues in the main series plus two, plus a prologue and epilogue. I kind of, I did kind of wish it has been they had gone like a full like twelve issue series just to give more. More time for character, more time for like, more time for character, just like giving more like um, I don't know, it's like depth to a lot of the, a lot of the players and and sub and subplots here. Um, on the other hand, it could it could just make things drag out because this is like I said, this is really it's a really fast paced series. They do do of cramming things all full of incident, and you know you know there are some plot holes such as the, uh, such as how um the cosmic cube magically gets a few charges at the very end. And to be honest, I really didn't like the deaths involved at the very end because they just seemed, you know, very arbitrary. Arbitrary in the sense that, oh yeah, no, this is a big cosmic offense, so you can't have one of these without killing off some, killing off some heroes. And the, and the thing is, like, there, it's, it doesn't feel like their sacrifice doesn't feel meaningful. It's like they just had to like stay, they just had to um, stay behind just a few seconds just to make sure um, things things ended well, and just kind of we're feeling a bit more epic and like and certifiably heroic than just oh yeah they're gonna we're gonna hang back here guys you go on ahead then then what we got of course pro- other problem is the fact that i have a feeling that they're going to be back very very soon call it a hunch but you know no one ever stays dead for long i have a feeling these guys probably will probably be back by the next uh in the mini after the next one they've got planned because you know as, as these things go, this miniseries does end on a huge to be continued note. But to be fair, I did like it. Um, it's it does it does definitively wrap up the, the um, cancerverse saga while um, le- while setting things in motion for the next um, for the next big co- um, cosmic scrap. Because the uh, short of it is, well, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy that Peter Quill founded they were they weren't the best in the galaxy. You know, they were just the bravest, and so you get a we get a ragtag group of um, my kill of the of the noble it's like the noble the more the morally t- the morally dubious and the outright psychopathic um, like team up to save the galaxy. Now we've got a now we've got a huge uh, who's who of the A list Marvels co- Marvels cosmic powerhouses and they're they're forming up their own team and they're going they're taking the fight straight to the Dire Wraith store and any. If you've been reading Marvel Comics since the '80s, then you should know that you can't have Dire Race without having the Space Knights. And while, well infor- and while, and while personally, well, I'm kind of glad that that um, rights issues keep um, keep Rom the Space Knight um, to his happy ending from his from his series. I do like the fact that they're um, bringing it, they're bringing in the Space Knights to have a more active role in in Marvel's cos- cosmic world. So I'm looking for- I'm looking forward to seeing how that. See how this next next series turns out. It's only going to be four issues, but they're four double size issues. With um, like with um, like four the main series going to be annihilators, focusing focusing our hero's struggles against the dire Wraiths. and uh, it's going to be combined with um, Rocket Raccoon and Groot as he as our as everyone's favorite um, raccoon raccoon of mass destruction goes goes to town to try and find out what's happened to his to his treeborn buddy. I'm looking forward to it, and you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, people who've been, who've been reading the series for, who've been reading Abnett and Lang's take on Marvel's cosmic series, are going to are going to find a lot to like here. Even though I kind of wish, like I said, I, just, I wish for a bit more. I kind of just wish that I don't know, just a bit more, bit more depth next time as well. You know, just give give our characters really something to chew on rather than just you know. Like assuming that everyone knows about them, so they're going to be so we don't actually need to develop develop them at all so so on that so on that note it's like I said it's like it's a mixed recommendation, but it's kind of like it's as you I mean, know like basically like no one who hasn't been reading this isn't gonna is gonna care and and you're welcome to that so on that note I'm gonna call it a night and you know it's like hopefully it's like John will be um John will be like you know what not death door. Or you know it's like if he if he does die, I'll be losing some some of his cool shit, right John that's right, Jason, yeah, I'll let you sign off all right, and we'll see you next time later, everyone.